Welcome to the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. All the information you need to make the most of your fantasy football league with just a touch of sarcasm to keep you from taking yourself too seriously. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this latest episode of the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast. Ah, uh, what a morning, everybody. What a morning. It's beautiful outside. It's like summer already, or late spring. No, it's 80 degrees out. It's oh, like summer. Full-on summer. Beautiful. Got the windows open. We don't have to wear a winter coat up in the man room. <laughs> it's the Cheddar Ed Fantasy Football Podcast, everybody. It is, we are just over a week from the NFL rookie, what did they used to call it, the rookie player selection? Oh, really? The- rookie they don't even use the word draft anymore? No, it used to be called the rookie selection meeting, the annual rookie oh, selection. Oh, God. But now it's just the NFL draft. Oh, okay, well, that's, yeah. Kansas City, Missouri, everybody, that's where they're going to be. And uh, speaking of that draft, you still have a chance to get your mock drafts into the, uh, into the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Contest 20, oops, not 2030, it should be 2023. Mm-hmm. We're looking way into the future. <laughs> We're working way out. So if you're online looking at the rules, don't think you have to wait till 2030. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fix that before you even notice it. There you go. Oh, and I haven't even fixed another mistake that you found either. Oops. We'll get to that. Number five. OD. Yeah. yeah, damn it. The 2023 Generated Fantasy Football Mock Draft Contest. All you need to do 31 picks. You need to have email us a list of your picks. The first the the teams in order that you think they're going to they're going to pick 1 through 31 and the players 1 through 31 that they're going to pick. You'll get a point for each one that's correct. Meaning there's a possibility of how many points? 62. 62 that is correct. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Easy math. I'm all for easy math. <laughs> one entry per person in the event that there is a tie, you're going to have one more thing that you're going to need to do when you send in your your, your mock draft. Mm. And that is include the number of how many SEC players, SEC players, will be drafted in the first round. The person closest without going over ah. will be the winner. If both of them are over, the closest person. Okay. Deal? Deal. Get those mock drafts into us by 12 noon Central Standard Time on Thursday, April 27th, 2023. Okay. And you can do that. You can email them to cffpodcast at hotmail.com. The big, the big contest that we're doing right now. The drafts are starting to trickle in. And by trickle, I mean we have one. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I have mine. I have. I technically I have mine done. Well, yeah, you and I. We but, can't count you and I because you well, know it's still it's three people. <clears throat> it's three people, but we can't win. There's a, there's a lot of people that are waiting for these last minute things that our teams are doing to, you know, Odell Beckham signing, Jeff yes. Okuda being traded. You well, know. which which surprised me that we we because the the person that we got it from is Brad. Oh, so he sent his in. And I'm like. Dude, you're you're confident. Unless he's gonna like update it with another one uh, later on. Well, 
You know what? Have it in. Yes. If you don't make any updates, you're already done. Yeah, if you forget, at least you got one in. That's a good thing. You can also use that email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com, to email us your questions, comments, concerns, along with your mock drafts. It's that simple. Email those questions, we'll answer them. And you can check out the website, cffpodcast.com. That's a dub, dub, dub at the beginning of that, <laughs> dot cffpodcast.com. And everything we talk about, we have the rules for the for the Cheddarhead Fantasy Football Podcast mock draft on the head homepage. We have our bold predictions up there, which we got to update another one of yours. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking see. like a genius. I know. You're looking like a genius. Whereas Dan Snyder will be out of Washington before the end of the 2023 season. He might be out before the beginning <laughs> of the 2023 season. I, I got to get this one fixed, though, for you. That's a wrong one. What's that? Baker Mayfield will sign with Arizona. And Kyler Murray will be out for most of the season. Did I say that? Yeah. I did? Episode 10.1. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm a dumb dumb. Well, that's right. Where did Baker sign? Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa Bay doesn't need a quarterback then. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, they also have <laughs> Kyle Trask. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, they're deep. They're deep. Their, their quarterback room's good. Also on the website, we have the... Oh, wait, I need to update this. Here we go. Here we go. We have our mock drafts. Now, this is this is going to be different, and why is that so big? Well, that is odd. That's got to get fixed too. Now, when I oh well, we'll get that. Uh oh, look at the look at the top too. Oh, what the hell! Yep, there's some stuff we're gonna have to fix and post, people. That's right. We'll get that working. <laughs> oh Jesus! So you spend too much time on the pictures, not enough time on the copy. Well, but on on my well, we don't need to go behind the curtain, do we? <laughs> no. Anyways, our mock drafts are up there. Because look at here. When I go on my phone, everything is correct. Hey, look at all that. Yeah, but I, I bet most of our most of our listeners probably look at it on their computer. On their phone? You think so? Yeah. Damn it. I feel like I'm the only one using a phone like, like a computer anymore. Okay. Well, our mock drafts are up there. At least mine is. Wayne's will be up there soon enough. Yeah, I'm, I may have to change mine now since we're so similar in the first four. Oh, I thought you were going to be <laughs> laughing at me on the first four picks. And we were, exa- we were exactly the same. Oh, my gosh. I have four quarterbacks going one, two, three, four, along <laughs> with you. And they're actually the same exact quarterback. And we have in the same order. Yeah, that's funny. And we have the, the trade in there, too, don't we? we? the exact same trade. Uh, I mean, not like we had, like, like everybody's saying Arizona's going to trade out, but we have them trading out to the exact same team. <laughs> so, that's fun. Unbelievable. Anyways, but you know, hey, there's a there's a whole week or so before the draft, so yeah, I might change my mind. Anything could change. Yes, check it out, everybody. It's it's all there, and then we also have the fantasy girl, which we're not going to go to because I don't want to. Oops, have tip me cheat. off. Have tip me and tip me to exactly. what the okay. So, um, I think that's mainly it, right? I think we're good to go. On today's show, we have news and notes, which is the opening theme you just heard, our little bumper. We're also going to have our, our buys and sells for, for this week, if you have any. 
I, I I got two of each. I I don't even have that. I, you don't? It's there's there's not much there's not, nothing not going a lot on going on. Out there's, there. there's nothing going on. So I have some guys from the draft that are moving up. Yeah, upward risers. That's yeah. all I got. And then we're gonna have our our 2023 wide receiver rankings, our yep. top five and our sleeper. And then we have our mock draft. This is a this is going to be different kind of than than well my mock draft is going to be. Yeah, a little different than what's on the website because we kind of went into this with no trades. Well, that's even though you have a trade in yours. <clears throat> that's actually the good thing. My draft for today, yes, is the one that matches yours. Oh, mine for for the website for the website is going to be completely different. Okay, well that's yeah. good then. Or as right. as of now, so then only I could be right. Well, <laughs> although if we're gonna do that bet, we gotta yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got to rethink that. Yeah, okay. But we're going to start off like we have been for the last couple shows, and that's with an Aaron Rodgers update. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> he says tongue-in-cheek. And as the Aaron Rodgers to the jet soap opera plays out, you know, it's going to be normal for details to continue to spill out to the general public. And here's the latest. No, I, I just want to clarify. Are these actual details or just just bullshit that people are spewing? Because yeah, well, to... they have nothing else to talk about? Exactly. Apparently, the negotiation struggle continues despite new reports that there was a deal just about done a while ago. It now appears that the Jets are, are not willing to pay the price previously agreed upon, and that concern started all the way back after Aaron Rodgers came out of his darkness retreat. According to Yahoo Sports, Charles Robinson, the Packers are looking for a second-round pick from the Jets this year and a guaranteed first-rounder next year, but are willing to to send back some kind of compensation in 2025 if Rodgers retires next year. And maybe maybe that's all that's holding up. What is that compensation? Yeah. yeah. Uh, the holdup all reportedly started after Aaron came out of the darkness retreat and made the comment that he was 90% retired before he had entered. And the Jets are now rightfully worried you know, that he may not be there next year and uh, thus not wanting to give up the guaranteed first next year if he's not going to be there, right? So it comes down to this, kind of like I mentioned in our text back and forth this week. <laughs> in my opinion, Packers are in the driver's seat, Right. Well, I don't know. Either the Jets want Rodgers or they don't. If they, if they could just get Aaron to shut his mouth for five minutes, it would be... He hasn't said a word since he came out of the darkness. That is not true. That is so not true. <laughs> Wait, Dan, what has he said? <laughs> I told you this morning at breakfast. He came out. Yeah. He told the Jets not to worry about making a deal right now. Yeah, but that was when they met after the darkness retreat. No, no, no. This is this week. Oh, this was this week. This was this week. Who, who, who found this? Is this the, is the inner circle that no one's part of? Oh, yeah, that the, he conveniently puts people in and out of to, uh, at his whim. But no, he's apparently, he said to the Jets, don't rush the deal. Don't worry about it because he's not coming until May anyway because he doesn't want to work ahead with the receivers and get you know timing down or no, anything. No, he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, he doesn't need to do that. He doesn't need to do that. Then he can just blame the, all the receivers all year long well, about. It's you know, your fault if you're not running right around. Exactly. <clears throat> the ball's always there. <laughs> Yeah, wherever he's throwing the balls it. where it needs to be. 
You need to be there. Wow, if every quarterback could come in with that level of mentality, it'd be a much better league. But like I was saying, either the Jets want Aaron Rodgers or they don't. If they want him, they need to pay the price being asked for him. And in all honesty, the price is a steal, if you ask me. If they don't want him, go out and find somebody else to lead that garbage franchise. Good luck. I mean, they've kind of... The Jets have kind of painted themselves into a corner because all the other quarterbacks are signed other than Lamar, right. who's maybe, maybe not. Right. But they either they either gonna get Aaron Rodgers or they're gonna get Lamar Jackson. That's their two or or they go back to um Wilson. Yeah. Zach. Which is not really an option. Yeah. Yeah, he he's a good backup, maybe right now. <laughs> I don't even know about that. <laughs> well, actually he's not because they signed the Packers. Oh, that's right. Max Backer. So he's got to be like third string right now. Oh, boy. Number number two <laughs> overall pick, wasn't he? Some, well, yeah, top three. I don't remember what he was. But, I mean, let's be serious. You know Rodgers has a huge chip on his shoulder right now. He's been disrespected by the Packers, and he's going to do whatever he can to show them up. This trade is so jet-friendly right now with a second and a first. Oh, yeah. If that's true. I mean, considering what what Denver gave up for Wilson, yeah, um, what what the Rams gave up for Stafford for Stafford, that's a steal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let let's say the Jets get twenty nineteen Aaron Rodgers, according to Sports Info, a sports betting aggregation site. Oh, boom! Wow, Rodgers created one hundred thirty three total points. That was more than Russell Wilson, Sam Darnold, Matt Ryan. And Carson Wentz combined. Mm. That alone makes this jet-friendly deal more jet-friendly. Yeah. And he should be handing over those picks right now. And even if he doesn't produce at that level, a second and a first next year for a first ballot Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, four-time MVP, best quarterback in the NFL is a steal. Well, and here's the thing. If, you're, if your team is as good as they think it's going to be, Yeah. Assume they don't win the Super Bowl this year, but they're in the playoffs and they do well. Mm-hmm. Why would Aaron not come back? Right. He's getting paid a shit ton of money. Yes. He's on a good team. They're not rebuilding, which he didn't want to go through. Yeah. And you're getting them for basically nothing. I mean, the Ravens are going to get two firsts for any deal made for him. Correct. So and, you'd have to, you'd have to, <laughs> the Jets would have to give up two ones. And what has Lamar done? Or nothing. We got an MVP. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't know if you know that or not. The 21st best quarterback in the NFL that year. (laughs) Jesus. So what if the Jets and the Packers can't agree? Like I said before, I hope the Packers don't get squishy and just give them away. I would just sit there and let Aaron Rodgers sit on the bench. Did did you see the, did I send you the, the conversation, the parent conversation that was had between Mark Murphy and Gudekinst? No. Oh. Apparently, Mark Murphy asked Brian Gudekinst, he goes, do you like your job? Because I like mine. So we're not going to do the deal for what's on the table. He, that's basically what he said. Oh, wow. So I'm like, hmm. That's why that's I sent the thing. I thought I sent it to you. Where but, he said, but, I said maybe he finally grew a pair. Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, there you go. But, yeah. but who's going to get rid of them? Get rid of who's going to get rid of Goody or Mark Murphy? If if 
they trade him for not enough. Yeah, but I mean, there's any team owner. To, there's no Jerry Jones there saying. No, but Goody's got enough little stuff underneath him. Yeah. If the love thing, it all comes down to this. If, yeah. if love does not pan out, Goody's gone. Oh, God, yeah. He's gone. Yeah. But Mark Murphy's now starting to distance himself from Goody so he can survive the. Oh, boy. You know, so. Uh, although I don't know why Mark Murphy needs to do that. He's the top guy. Yeah. He's the guy that makes it. He, he's it. So it's like, okay, well, if you want to fire Goody, then just fire him. It's like, yeah. Not. But I mean, wouldn't you love to have Aaron Rodgers as your backup quarterback? <laughs> I mean, he knows the system. He's well, experienced. He already has a house in Green Bay. But did you see Bakhtiari's thing? No. I, I He was on, on the pod, on some podcasts. Yeah. Making, and I, I heard parts of it. I didn't hear the. His, his take, the one takeaway that actually resonated was if, if we're going to suck. In quote, not saying we're gonna suck. Yeah. If, if we're, we're gonna going suck, to. why would they want Rodgers on the team? Right. Why would you pay him all that money? Well, and that's been Dan's that's been Dan's theory the whole time too. Yeah. If you're gonna get rid of Rodgers, you either need to be good. Hey, is have we seen Dan and Bakhtiari in the same place? No. Just wondering. It's kind of like we've never seen Janet and Michael Jackson together. See what I'm saying? Or Michael Jackson and Diana Ross. <laughs> We've seen Michael Jackson and Diana Ross Have we? a bunch of times together. Yes, okay. a bunch of times. You sure it wasn't a nope positive? Okay, yeah. But you're right. I've never seen Dan and David Bakhtiari together. So I'm just saying, Dan can chug a beer. Bakhtiari can chug a beer. Huh. But I don't remember Dan having a bad knee. I mean, maybe he's just faking it. Anyways. Dan has been saying that the whole time too, that if you if if you're gonna make this thing work, yeah, you either have to suck, yeah, so you get good draft pick next year, yep, or because that's the only way to rebuild, or since they've already screwed up the rebuilding part to begin with by keeping Bakhtiari around, yeah, you know, keeping all these other old guys, yeah, Preston Smith, um, yeah, yeah, Mason Crosby. I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna keep Mason Crosby. They've you think got, you're getting rid of him? Well, they've got another kicker on the on the practice squad that they're looking at. So, no. so if you're not gonna suck, you have to be good. Yes. So they either are really sold on Jordan Love, but that's that's what just makes you cringe because all year long they're saying about all this good stuff about Jordan Love and about how he's you know ready and all this, and then when it comes push comes to shove and they're gonna trade Rodgers. Then Lafleur comes out yeah. and says, "Well, we gotta have patience with him." I'm like, yeah. wait a minute! Don't go! Don't go expecting too much. <laughs> like, stop it! Pick a lane, man. R E L A X. Oh, all right, Dan. So hopefully you're back listening, and if you are, go back about forty seconds and hear all the praise on you. <laughs> but with with that big story done, I had to add in a little fun story. Okay. So, uh. Uh, has nothing to do with fantasy football, but but it does make me smile just a little bit. Have you seen this story about uh, when the Vikings had the roof fall in on the Metrodome when the snow fell on it? No, you don't remember this. Well, I remember oh. I remember that happening. I don't remember a story. Oh, about it, yeah, there's a new story out that oh. uh, the team went and argued for a while about building a new stadium. Then it was finally decided that. We had to hear about how this new stadium, new Viking stadium, was going to be the best thing ever built and. Uh, state-of-the-art, spectacular place everyone's going to want to go to. Well, 
Looks like the U.S. Bank Stadium is nothing more than a huge waste of money. Uh, much along the same lines as SoFi Stadium in L.A. U.S. Bank Stadium, home of the NFL, Minnesota Vikings, will require $280 million in maintenance over the next decade, according oh. to a report. It opened in 2016. The state-of-the-art facility was one of a kind at the time. However, a new assessment reveals the Minnesota Sports Stadium needs as much as $48 million in maintenance this year alone. Good Lord. A total of approximately $280 million is required over the next decade. The big question is, where is that money going to come from? <laughs> <laughs> is there specific uh, sufficient amount of money to cover these? Uh, and the answer is no. Minnesota Sports Facilities Authority Chair Michael Vekic said, Currently, a reserve fund purposed for stadium maintenance contains just $16 million. <laughs> and the Minnesota Vikings and U.S. Bank Stadium officials have a major issue on their hands, and it's currently how uh, unclear how they're going to solve it. Couldn't happen to a nicer city. Well, but here's my question. Blow that fucking horn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, what, are the acoustics good enough? They need to put up new panels or something? But no, I mean, seriously, if you're going to spend that kind of money on just maintenance. Skull. <laughs> Skull. Shouldn't they just tear the damn thing down and do it, start it over again? Start another new I mean, one? I mean, because what's the point? And I remember when that thing was first built, they were they were all complaining because birds were flying yep. into the windows and yep. killing themselves and... Oh man, they had to fix all that. They put something over the window. So the yeah, they put they couldn't... put they put the little stickers. <laughs> Is that they, what they did? They had somebody up on there putting little stickers on the windows. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's a Minnesota man. thing, you know. Stop spending money on stupid horns and drums. There you go. <laughs> and worry about the building for Christ. They, they could save a million dollars just getting rid of that stupid horn. Oh, <laughs> uh, on to more serious stuff. The Carolina Panthers have signed DJ Chark to a one-year deal. Worth $5 million. You excited about that? Now they have DJ Chark and Adam Thielen roll into the Super Bowl. Well, I, I again, if you remember last week, Chark was on my riser list. Yes. Because of his ability to run the ball. He was kind of a, a light version of... Debo Samuel? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so I don't know. I, I, I don't... I like Chark, and I always thought he could be better than he has been. Yeah, he's always been in bad places. Yeah, so maybe Jacksonville, Detroit. Yeah, Jacksonville when they were sucked. Now that Jacksonville's good, yeah. you know, it's like oh. head coach Frank Reich said that he had his eye on Chark for a couple of years, and that they'll develop Chark to be more than a vertical receiver. Assistant head coach, running back coach Deuce Staley and Chark were together with the Lions last year, and the team also had. Other offensive coaches recruit Chark before he signed. So you might be right on that mover-upper thing. See? Always a week ahead. Chark is now in the position to be the Panthers' number one downfield threat, regardless of who the quarterback is for Carolina this year. Andy Dalton or the first-round pick? Yeah. Let's just say the first-round pick. <laughs> Let's not even kid people. So in your fantasy football league this year, Chark is worthy of a, a later-round pick? Yep. You're just going to need to continue to monitor his recovery from ankle surgery before spending that pick on that guy. Well, and you got to monitor Carolina. I mean, I know they're saying that they're going to make a leap, but Jesus, they could just as easily crash. So, <laughs> And finally, the Baltimore Ravens have put the whole Lamar Jackson situation to the side for a little bit. 
and went out and signed Odell Beckham Jr. to a one-year deal worth $15 million. It guarantees Beckham $13.835 million in signing bonus, along with $1.165 million base salary. He can also gain a possible $3 million in incentives. Jesus. So we talked kind of about this at the production meeting this morning. Does this make any sense for the Ravens? Not unless they have a deal. They really think you're getting Lamar back. With Lamar. I mean, it makes no sense to go out and sign a receiver for a team that has no quarterback. I mean, and there's still no guarantee Lamar is going to be back. Like I said this morning, I saw an article this week saying that he named the team he wanted to play for. Okay. I have to find that article. Yeah, it'd be interesting to know. nice to have known. Yeah. So, I mean, who's going to, th- and who's going to throw him the ball even if Lamar is back there? <laughs> I mean, seriously. Well, you know, I, I have a higher opinion of Lamar <laughs> than you do. He had a chance to go to the Jets and play with the best quarterback in the history of the Packers franchise and possibly the game. Didn't want to do that. He had a chance to possibly sign with the second best quarterback in the game, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Didn't want to do that. The Chiefs offered him? Well, I thought the Chiefs were looking at him. Oh, okay. But he made some weird comment. He said he wanted to go to a place that wanted him, not a place where, or how did, he wanted to go to a place that wanted him to be there, not a place that just, like, needed him or something. I don't know how, it was some weird doesn't he understand that when they take out the checkbook and they put a bunch of numbers on it? Millions or millions. That means that they want him? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, I don't understand move by Beckham. You, you don't want me enough? Is that? Yeah. Is, uh, okay. So, it seems like he either wanted the money or he got tired of waiting for the jet situation to straighten out. Yeah. That's it for the news and notes. It's time for some buys and sells. Okay. Like I said, I have two buys, two sells. <laughs> We start with Deontay Johnson. Now, right now, I'm willing to buy a Deontay Johnson in Dynasty right now because I'm pretty much going to get him cheap right now. Right? Buy low, sell high? Uh, yeah, I would. I mean, I would think so. Last year, Johnson had zero receiving touchdowns. No, that's not a typo. <laughs> zero is the correct number. Yeah. That means 136 receivers had more touchdowns than he did. He has, however... Averaged 6.7 receiving touchdowns per season prior to last year. This year, Johnson is going to be the unquestioned starter in Pittsburgh, and I expect him to be wide receiver 19 or better this season. Right there, that could be a bold prediction. Better write it down. Yeah. Bold. Wide receiver <laughs> 19 or better, Deontay Johnson. So that's why I'm I'm looking at him as a, as a buy. Okay. Now, you said you had mover-uppers. I have, um, like I said, I was looking at the draft. There's nothing in the pros. I mean, I guess you could put Odell Beckham in the riser category, but mm. and I would I could put Shark on there for the second week in a row, but no yeah, point. Why, why be right twice when you're already right yeah, last yeah, week? Just be right once. Be right early. But there there is um, wide receiver in the that fell at the combine. Okay, that I'm starting to see climbing up draft boards okay uh it's jalen hyatt from tennessee oh yeah he has uh, they're saying this is what they say about him he has elite juice to stretch the field uh that helped him score uh, into uh, score 15 touchdowns the past season 
and it's a massive breakout year, which was a massive breakout year with Hendon Hooker, uh, as he finished with 67 catches for 1,267 yards and the 15 touchdowns. He sucked at the combine. His stock went down the toilet. But now I'm starting to see him in the first round again in some of the mock drafts, the more recent ones. So I'm going to put him on the riser board because I think he's probably going to start making some noise. All right. My next guy, my next buy for this week, Kyle Pitts. Now, now last year, you would have probably sold your only child to get a chance at having him on your team. Yeah. Uh, this year, I'm going to be interested in Pitts again, and I'm going to be interested because I'm going to be able to get him on the cheap, much like a Deontay Johnson. The team's quarterback situation is still a huge question mark, but in dynasty football, dynasty fantasy football, that doesn't really matter. Because you're looking at the long run anyway. Uh, team looks to be running an Arthur Smith prehistoric offense, which makes getting pits on the cheap actually possible. And it's a must move for teams out there that are that are rebuilding their franchise. And you have a chance at a pits for cheap. You take that chance because maybe Desmond Ritter does work out. You know he's gonna have to start off making short passes and. At some point. Who's the guy that gets the short passes? Usually the tight end. Running well, backs. I don't know about that that tight end, though. He's a field-stretching tight end. Yeah, but you also, like I said, you have a Arthur Smith prehistoric defense. Yeah, that's true, too. Or offense, I mean. So, Your next one. I And I'm just trying to see if I put him on my on my uh, board last week. And I'm, I'm, oh, I did. Um, I was going to re re- <laughs> I actually I, I had him on my board as a um faller faller last yeah. week. I'm gonna switch him over to a riser. Oh Mike Gasecki. Oh, okay. Seeing that um it looks like um New England is looking at him as a big wide receiver, not a tight end. Right. Which means he doesn't have to block, which is what he doesn't do well. So if they're using him at wide receiver and they they just traded away, um, yeah, mine goes blank. Uh, tight end? No, they traded away their wide their number one wide receiver. Oh shit! Who was that? Yeah, it's with New England. It's really kind of hard to tell. Oh, um, oh, uh, um, oh crap! What's his name? It's right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I can't remember. I know. We'll, we'll think of it during the... Yeah. Somebody out there is listening and they're yelling the name yeah. right now. It'll pop in. I keep thinking Nikhil Harry, but it's not that. No, no, no. Oh, shit. Where'd he go? He went to... Myers. Kansas. Jacoby, Jacoby Myers. Myers went to Vegas, right? I believe no. that's... Yeah. Yeah, I believe that's correct. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, so I think Gasecki could Oof. not be stuck in the tight end role, could be a big wide receiver and could benefit on their offense. Because yeah. you're talking about guys that are looking for short targets... New England's offense and New England's quarterback, short guy, short passes over the middle, that would be ideal for Gusecki. Yeah, because now what uh, Belichick was talking about tra- trying to trade Mac Jones. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, he's trying to trade Mac Jones. And uh, I, there's like all the speculation out there that it's because Belichick doesn't like Mac Jones biting back when he says something. Oh. And Mac Jones was pissed off that he had 
a defensive coordinator as his offensive coordinator last year. Well, he's not wrong about that. So we'll see what happens this year with yeah. the, with an actual offensive coordinator back there. Should be interesting. Oh my god, that's it. Do you have any other any other mover uppers? Or? I did. I did have one more um, okay. running back, um, Tajay Spears. All right, um, starting to show up in some of my mock drafts and starting to move up the board a little bit. I don't quite know why, but I always am curious when people start moving guys up that are not real big name guys. Yeah. So it's it's nothing other than just a feeling. Kind of like that tight end we were talking about this morning that's moving up the board and we can't oh, figure um, out why from uh, Iowa. From Iowa, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I saw him in, like I was telling you, I, I saw him in two or three mock drafts that yeah. were recent mock drafts yeah. that had him as the number one tight end off the board. I'm like, what the what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Put down yeah. your clickbait yeah. thoughts. That, that's what you got to you got to look at and go like, mm, this guy's not serious. So the opposite of buying those guys low, it's time to sell your high guys, and I don't mean high by it. Oh, we're not saying talking a little about too much wacky. No, okay, no, no. We're talking about selling some guys who who showed up last year that shouldn't have, and are going to be worth a lot more for you this off season, and. You'll understand it when I give you my first guy. Okay. Kadarius Tony. Yeah. Oh. I mean, let's face it. Chiefs got rid of Juju Smith Schuster and Mikkel Hartman, which is makes Tony the offseason winner in the offense after the Chiefs failed to add anything of value on the receiver side during the offseason. This is the time. If you have a Kadarius Tony and you're like, all right, we, we got our horseshoe up our butt last year. <laughs> I can I can put this out there as saying, listen, Kadarius Tony's gonna be pretty much the number one guy next to Sky Moore because they don't have Mikol Hardman, they don't have Juju anymore. Yeah. You well, wanna give me a first? They still have they still have the ex Packer. Or is he still is he under contract? I can't remember if he signed more than a one year. MVS? Yeah. Didn't he sign more than a one year contract? I thought he signed like a two or three year contract with him. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah. He's he's Kadarius Tony with a longer name. Yeah, there you go. Or shorter, depending if you go by the initials. <laughs> so you should be able to get a pretty good sell-high return for Tony, seeing as how Tony is currently sitting at wide receiver 41 in dynasty value ranking. That seems kind of high. You think so? Yeah. I can only give you the numbers I have. I know. That seems high, though. All right, That's your a, mover downer or your sell? Or? I, 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 honestly, I have nobody. You have nobody? I, 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 there's just nothing going on. You can't sell rookies, right? <laughs> and there's nobody in the that's done anything that. Well, again, if you have Odell Beckham, yes. this would be an ideal time to trade him. Yes, because everybody's Ooh, oh yeah, mm-hmm. and before he freaks out or he shits the bed with Snaps Baltimore. Another knee. I mean, Baltimore just doesn't throw the wide receivers. So right. I mean, well, they don't have a quarterback. Well. <laughs> <clears throat> so my my last sell then is is going to be a little surprising when you hear the name, but you know. Play along. Okay. It's going to be Garrett Wilson. Okay. Kind of goes against everything you would think in a dynasty league, right? So, I mean, he's got a bright future ahead of him, and that makes this the perfect time to put him on the trading block if you're looking to win big time right now. Oh, okay. So you can get a haul for him right now, especially knowing that Aaron Rodgers is there. Grant, you might want to keep him for the long-term thing, but if you really want to get more weapons... Well, if you look at the Jets' history on quarterbacks, yep. which is woeful, it's almost as bad as the Bears. Uh, yeah. 
yeah. you, you know, you can say, well, just I got Rogers for one, maybe two years. Yeah. And then, then it's one. whoever. Yeah. And watch him draft a quarterback this year and make Rogers even anger. Oh, that would be funny. Can you get two MVPs in a year? In one year? Oh, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, as far as Garrett Wilson, he's currently listed as wide receiver nine on the wide receiver ADP in fantasy. And he finished last year as wide receiver 19. Mm. He averaged 10.2 in half point PPR. So he added Aaron Rodgers this year as the quarterback and his draft value should skyrocket even more. You should be able to flip a Garrett Wilson. This is why I'm saying he's a sell right now. You should be able to flip him for a mid-round draft pick force and and somebody on the likes of a C.D. Lamb or an A.J. Brown to help bolster your receiver room. So you get a pick and a good receiver yeah. for a Garrett Wilson. That's something I would do. Building, Especially if yeah. you're not not sure what's going to happen after a year or two. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, can't, I can't argue that one. And that, that's right. Because as they say, you know. Boy, everyone is stupid except me. That's right. What are you going to say? Exactly. <laughs> Which means it's time for the final installment in our post-combine rankings. Oh, okay. It's the 2023 wide receiver rankings, and we finish it with the top five receivers in this year's draft in our pick for a sleeper candidate that uh, is going to be a guy you want to watch. And I'm thinking our list is probably going to be a little close. We never even talked about this, but I think yeah. we're probably going to be around the same. Well, the, the top four guys are the top four guys, and it may be different in order, Yeah, but they're going to all be the same. It's the five guy in our our sleeper that are going to probably be different. Yeah, our sleeper will probably be different. Yeah. Number five for me, Jalen Hyde of Tennessee. Okay. Six foot, 185. So a lot of, a lot of, Scouts have high going into second round and the, the second day of the draft, but I'm thinking he's going to be a late day one pick. Okay. As you will see on my draft. Oh, well, you have. Okay. Backing it up with your play. Yeah, okay. exactly. He was the 2022 Bolitnikoff winner, and this year he put up 1,267 yards and 15 touchdowns while averaging 18.9 yards per catch. He's viewed as a vertical threat on the field with elite speed. The downfall for Hyde in the NFL is that his role doesn't really exist since he was mainly required to just have him run down the track in a in a race with the cornerback. Well, that would that would uh Christian Watson. Oh, that would be our friend from Miami. Oh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah. That's all he does. Yeah. Well, but, that's not true. But he, he also does the whole running runner. ball and yeah. you know. So I, I don't know how he's going to be able to separate an NFL route tree. That's that's going to be the thing that holds him up is, is he going to be able to do that, run the route tree rather than just sprint down the field? Right. Every, every year you have a couple of these guys come into the league. To, it's always the fastest guy in the in the combine. Right. Oh, let's get him. Like, uh, anybody in New England drafts? Yeah. New England, uh, what, the, what the Raiders used to do. Yeah. yeah. Let's take the fastest guy. It doesn't matter if he's good or not. Yeah. yeah okay. You're number five. My number five, I'm going with Josh Downs from North Carolina. Wow. He's a slot guy. Uh, again, we, we talked about this earlier in one of the podcasts where running backs, they're either really big guys or little guys. Yes. Wide receivers, same situation. Yes. They're either really big guys or little guys. And Josh Downs is a little guy. Um, again, in the right scheme, he can get targets and go. Uh, he racked up 
195 catches for 2,364 yards and 19 scores over the past two years. So the only problem he has is that he's probably never going to be much more than a slot guy because he's only 5'10", and the problem being he's 175. Yeah. Well, that that's the situation with my number four guy. Oh, okay. So Zay Flowers from Boston College. Okay. 5'10", 172. So that's going to be his... A lot of these little guys. First thing ever. Now you can't be, you can't get taller. I no. mean, unless you're Kyle, Kyler Murray. Yes. You can't get past five ten. Nope. You're always going to be five ten. He can fix the weight thing if he can carry that weight. Yeah. But I mean, he's considered a movable weapon on the field, and he's expected to be taken in the first round. His movement skills are considered to be on another level compared to all the other receivers in the field with his combination of explosiveness and fluidity. So he's very tough to guard against with, but he's got, uh, he grew up with uh, less than a stellar quarterback situation in Boston College, I think, as everybody would know. Yeah. But he still managed to put up over 1,000 yards receiving, 78 catches, 12 touchdowns. Yep. But his lack of size and the nine drops this year are the only things that are keeping him from being the wide receiver number one for this this class. Okay. Well, he's, he's my number three. Okay. My number three. My number four is Jordan Addison from USC. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the Blit- he was a Blitnikoff winner in twenty twenty one twenty twenty one before transferring to USC. As uh, a crafty route runner with the kind of bend to run at a full route tree, he caught one hundred fifty nine passes for two thousand four hundred sixty eight yards and twenty five touchdowns over the past two seasons. So he's basically everything that. So he's he's the speedy guy, the pure separator guy, but he can run the route tree. He's so already he's got, a little bit opposite of Jalen Hyde. He's already got that in his arsenal. Yeah, six foot, one hundred seventy five pounds. He's my number three guy. Oh, okay. So there we go. We, we just, just flip flopped him. Yep. Yep. Um, there's also the question of how quickly he can stop. They say oh. that he's he's got this speed that he threatens at every level of defense. They're just worried that he doesn't have the shake to, to break. Okay. Yeah. Well. Um, the, the, the downfall for Addison that I was reading was that he's not the greatest at, at the rest of what goes into playing the receiver position. He gets pushed around at the catch point. Uh, well, he's only 175 pounds. Yeah. So. And he has struggled with drops. Okay. And those are minor things that can be fixed and I'm sure they will be. So we want to just move to number two. Okay. Uh, my number two guy, Jackson Smith and Jigba. Mine number two as well. All right. 6'1", 200 pounds out of Ohio State. So there's a lot to re- to learn uh, regarding the receiver rankings this year. Prior to pro days and combines, Smith and Jigba was ranked anywhere between number five and number 10 by the scouts. And an early draft, day, draft, day two draftee. And that has changed at this point where he's now projected by some to be the number one receiver off the board early in the first round, but not me. I have him as the number two guy. Mm-hmm. On one hand, he's a very safe pick. He has great ball skills and nuanced route running ability. The problem that keeps him from being the number one receiver for me is that he lacks explosiveness. He was, it's a typical situation with Ohio State. Yeah. Is, You're like, not playing he, anybody. He's like every other Ohio State wide receiver. Yeah. He's going to be good. He's yeah, and then 
the 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 problem the reason he looked so good is he was always open because yeah. he's running against slow guys. Yeah. It's Big Ten, everybody's sponsored by Mission Barbecue. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh they're all big boys. So he lacks explosiveness, long speed, and leaping ability enough to uh, win consistently downfield in the NFL. So, I mean, it's fine. Like I said, when he's playing against the Indianas, the Rutgers, Wisconsins of the world. Yeah. But it's going to be a little different in the NFL, and he's going to have to learn how to work with that. And your number two is also? Also, yeah. All right. Nothing to add? No. No? All right. No, you covered it. Which I think brings us to our consensus number one. Maybe not. Yep. Quentin Johnson. Yep. TCU, really? Yep. 6'4", 215, our first big guy. Yeah. He's going to be a true X receiver. There are other receivers with his size and catch radius and speed, but none of them come close to putting all these things together the way Johnson does. He's a very impressive athlete. He ran a 4.4-second 40-yard dash. He has a 42-inch vertical leap and an 11-foot broad jump. And all that with a 6'4", 215-pound athlete. What do you have on him? Uh, basically the same stuff. Uh, he did average for his college career 18.8 yards per catch. Wow. Which is impressive. And I got him uh, comped to A.J. Brown from which is bad. Philadelphia. Yeah. He's, you know, not a, he's not a big name guy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, but I think he's going to come in and do quite well. Yeah. Which brings us to our sleeper. Sleeper. And uh, my guy is going to be Romeo Dunze from Ooh. Washington. Holy cow. Okay. 6'3", 201 pounds. He's uh, going to be a mid-day two pick on my board for some team, and he's going to have a chance to impress right away for that team. He put up 693 yards on 44 catches in his first six games at Washington. Um, there's a lot of receivers who are considered undersized in this draft. <laughs> Udunze is not one of them. His size and catch radius is going to allow him to fill any role at an NFL level. He still needs to grow into his frame a little bit uh, so he could be more physical with the NFL defensive backs, considering he has gone only four of 18 on contested targets. Ah, okay. Uh, over the last two seasons. Romy Adunze watched that boy. Okay. My, my guy, my sleeper, actually has the opposite uh profile of your guy. Uh you I got, got a little slug bug there? Well no, I got Rasheed Rice from SMU. Okay. He has some of the best body control in the draft class, and that shows in his work at the catch point where he has sixteen contested catches last fall and after the catch where he had nineteen broken tackles. So I think he's gonna be uh I'm I'm uh, Jalen Tolbert would be a guy that I'd but again he didn't play last year so hard to Hard to get him. Oh, there's another guy that I put on my risers. Jalen yeah. Tolbert. Okay. Anyway, yeah. So uh Rasheed Rice, SMU. All right. And that's it. That that was our rankings of the top five receivers for fantasy football coming out of the draft this year, which means it's time since we are not going to be on until after day one of the uh, NFL draft. Yes. It'll be that Saturday. So we're not giving you any hints. We're not giving you any hints. We're just we're just going to help out here with a, a little bit of a mock draft for you. This is going to be just a fantasy-relevant mock draft. Okay. 
So these are teams in the first round that we think are going to take players that are going to be fantasy football players for you. Um, we, we try to do it just straight. No, no, no trades, but I understand you put a trade in there. Just I to, had to, just to I had to make it. Cause I like everywhere I'm reading, this is happening. So I just, I'm like, it doesn't make any sense to not to end up including. Yeah. All right. Number one pick overall is going to go to Carolina. They, they, Made that trade with Chicago for a reason. Yep. And I think that reason is Bryce Young, quarterback yep. from Alabama. Uh, I think the latest news about Young that came out makes him the number one overall pick by a wide margin. And the word is that this guy is a football savant with the IQ, instincts, and awareness to dominate opponents with his pre-snap reads and post-snap evaluations. Um, kind of reminds me of a current NFL quarterback. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um uh, Aaron, I have uh, no idea who Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Okay. A football savant. All right. Okay. There you go. I'm not going that far, but I still have as my number one. <laughs> which means we move it to our next fantasy relevant pick, which is probably going to be number two. Now, again, here, here we have another situation where there's a lot of talk um, about Houston not taking a quarterback in the first with their first pick. That they're going to, uh, what do they call it, tank for Caleb or something like that? Yeah. Well, the, and the thing is, they could trade out of there. They could take a, another player that's highly ranked yep. there. So it could really, yeah, it could really screw up boards right away. But if you, you think they're just lying, playing that pre-draft game, I have them taking C.J. Stroud, Ohio State. As do I. They make another stab at getting their franchise quarterback this time. They're going to select Stroud, who reportedly is the prototypical passer with five-star tools to be the quarterback one of the future. Now, I'm going to need to see that because I heard that last year about Justin Fields. Where did he go to school? Ohio State. Oh, yeah, there you go. I heard that about (laughs) Dwayne Haskins. Heard that about Terrell Pryor. Anybody else I missed? Uh, All the Ohio State um, quarterbacks? What's his name? The Cordell? Cordell, Cordero Patterson? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no, that's not, that's the running back. Cordell Stewart? Cordero. Came up his name. Um, Cordero. Anyways, yeah. there was a, oh, yeah. Cardale Jones. Jones, Jones, Cardale Jones. Jones. There he, you go. He's the one that died. No, is that Dwayne no, Haskins? that was Haskins. Okay. Um, If I had a dollar, like I said, for every time I heard the amazing talent of some Ohio State quarterback. Yeah. Well. I'd be a rich guy right now. <laughs> Sadly, I don't make the picks for these teams, but uh, I can only make the picks that I think the team will make because my goal is to be right, and I think that's what it's going to be. And like I said, there was always a chance. The big talk right now is that Arizona is going to trade away a number three pick to a team looking to move up. And if that trade happens, I know Wayne and I both think it's going to be the Titans that do it, Yep, move up from number 11 to go here, and they're going to grab who? Anthony Richardson. There we go. Making me... A big amount of money because I have <laughs> Anthony Richardson as the third quarterback selected. There you go. Plus 3,300. Wow. So go ahead. Wow. Talk about Mr. Anthony. Uh, well, he recently moved to a minus price uh, to be selected third, which means that everybody thinks he's going to be selected third, uh, with the Cardinals expected to become sellers when it's their turn on the clock. And again, Indianapolis could move up one slot, but they seem to have centered on Will Levi. Yeah, Levis, yeah, I think they're going to be fine with whoever they get here. Yeah, so I think they're just going to sit still. So 
The most likely team to move up is Tennessee. Uh, if if he gets by uh, gets by Indianapolis, you have Seattle at five. You have Detroit at six. You have the Raiders at seven. Atlanta at eight. All could take a quarterback. So he's going to be gone probably either way. Yeah, he's going to go in the top ten no matter yeah. what. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's got that unbelievable athleticism that we all fell in love with at the at the combine. Yep. You know, in there. Did it set all the records? The to, underwear yeah. tryouts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which means then we're going to move to number four. Indianapolis. Indianapolis. And you're yep. going to have them taking Will Levis, correct? Yes, correct. You can go ahead with that one because I, I didn't have that because I didn't have the trade be made. Okay, so if if the Colts are leapfrog, which it appears that they will be, mm-hmm. they will likely reach for the fourth quarterback on the board. Uh, no book offers the Colts first position taken markets, including a heavy appetite for them to select a quarterback, regardless of how the first three picks turn out. So Levis is their guy, it seems like. Hands down, I, I guess they would take Richardson if he fell to him, but yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. So now you might be thinking out there, Jesus, four picks. You guys already have four quarterbacks off the board. Mm-hmm. You guys are idiots. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what. This could be our five star, five star, five star bet of the day. We got to think about that. Out yeah, there for Jimmy Jam. Yeah, that could be yeah. Jimmy Jam Flim Flam first one. Because uh, right now we're, I'm thinking of putting five dollars down on a little uh, parlay. Yeah. That parlay would be the first pick, Bryce Young, minus one minus four fifty. The second pick, um, CJ Stroud, plus one fifty. Now, do we have to get him in the right order? Can we or have to be in the right order. order? Okay. Third pick, Anthony Richardson, okay. plus two twenty five. Fourth pick, Will Levis, plus one fifty. That five dollar bet, when that baby rings in, and and it'll sound something like this when it happens. Ding. <laughs> That's going to get you $124.13 in your pocket. That's a good return on your investment. So there you go. That's that's going to be, since we don't officially start this though until the season begins. Yeah. We're going we're to do might. a little practice one. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> it's not really a five-star, five-star, five-star. It's, well, it's a, a practice one. Four-star <laughs> practice one. Now, do you have any picks before 11? I have, uh, uh, I don't even have one at 11. I have number 12 as my first. Okay. Well, because you made that trade um, with Tennessee to up to number three. Well, Ari- yeah, Arizona goes down to 11 and they, yeah. they pick a cornerback. So. Yeah. So I have, I, if the trade isn't made and Tennessee sits at 11, oh. I have them taking Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. And that's why I have Houston taking at 12. Okay. So assuming, like I said, that the Titans don't move up to take their future quarterback, they're going to need to fill that place that was vacated by A.J. Brown. And Smith and Jigba is probably that guy. Yeah. Pure route runner is going to be ready to make an immediate impact for you. Although, as I said earlier, Quentin Johnson is the equivalent to A.J. Brown, so that would make more sense. Yes. So you have Smith and Jigba going 12. Yep. Uh, Anybody at 13? No, I have nothing now until 18. Ooh. Well, I have 14 New England Patriots. I haven't taken B. John Robinson from Texas. Okay, I haven't taken Darnell Wright, just so you know. Okay. Just so we're saying, you know. I mean, it's so difficult 
to pick for the Patriots because they tend to be to they try and pull that San Francisco we think we know more than you card. Yeah. When they when they took Trey Lance over Mac Jones. Uh New England likes to do that too. Remember the guy they picked last year with their first round pick? Some guy from Central Bloomy State or oh, whatever the, it was. Well, he was, no, the, he was uh, the fastest wide receiver. Chattanooga. No, it was the lineman from Chattanooga. Didn't they draft the fastest wide receiver last year? No, I thought they... Um, 2022 New England. Maybe they didn't take him in the first round, but I, I swear they drafted the that fast wide receiver. They took Cole Strange. Inside our in, a linebacker, or, okay. Uh, no, offensive lineman from Chattanooga. Okay. Then they took Tyquan Thornton. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, they, they did. They pulled that whole. Uh, we know more than you do. Yeah. And how much did that work out for them? <laughs> Where they not at all? <laughs> they 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 picked Cole Strange and and uh, Mel Kiper was <laughs> tilted his head like a puppy having his name called. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Uh, if they get that, we know better than everyone else mentality out of their head. I expect them to take Bijan Robinson here. He would be a very valuable addition instead of a player at a non-premium position. Well, I don't know though. They've got um, Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, but can you just imagine a backfield with those two guys? True, that'd be fun, and it would keep him from going to Dallas. And they do have a, they do have a new offensive coordinator. So I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Well, a new old one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then my, my next pick is 15, Green Bay Packers. No, not going to happen. No, you don't skip think that, so? Nope, skip that one. Not going to happen. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with another one of my bold predictions, and that is that Goody is going to turn total vindictive bitter heel <laughs> with this pick and do something he should have been doing all the while he had the best quarterback in the NFL playing for him. Packers will select a receiver at this position, and it'll be a tight end in this case, Dalton Kincaid from Utah. Okay, okay. For the first round pick to, uh, uh, he's he's the only one of the crop out there that makes sense. Packers have been talking to him a lot. I think he made a visit to the team, and there's just been too many stories out there saying that Packers really like him. Now that could again all be bullshit. Yeah, I still think it's going to be an edge. I think there's gonna, yeah. they're they're going to take an edge in the first round. And personally, like we talked about, I wish they would hold off until round two and select that monster guy, Darnell Washington, out of Georgia. Yeah, I, I would either like Washington. Washington is the guy I want him to get. Yeah, but if they don't get Washington, Musgrave would be a good second choice guy. Yeah. So, but again, as you look at my mock draft on the website cffpodcast.com, <laughs> you'll see that I actually have Darnell Washington going in the first round. Also, okay, so something's going to happen. And my next one, I have 16. You have uh, nothing at 16 for... No, no I got the uh, commanders taking Joey Porter. I have Washington commanders taking the other tight end, Michael Meyer. Notre oh, Dame. okay. Very good pick at this point for the commanders. He'll fit in very well with the receiving core. And uh, also give Sam Howell a quality target in a short-range passing game on third down. I can't believe they're going Sam Howell as a quarterback. <laughs> Well, just, anything just, can happen. Yeah, that boggles my mind. But with <laughs> with Schneider trade, you know that you don't know what's going to happen because if if he's selling the team, yeah, how much time are they going to have to if they do it before the draft? Yeah. Well, and it's what's still all preliminary right now, right? Correct. I mean, nothing is official. No. Okay. Uh, and then you you have a pick at eighteen, right? 
I have a pick at 18. Okay. I have I have the Detroit Lions taking Quentin Johnston from TCU. At uh, at one point, this guy was uh, projected to be a top 10 pick. Uh, he remains the wide receiver one on a lot of the big boards. And despite underwhelming, uh, being underwhelming in the workouts uh, leading up to draft day, there's enough wide receiver needy teams that an, even an underwhelming receiver class should see a, at least four selected in the first round. Which takes us to number 19, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, again, I was going off the idea of no no draft, no draft trades. Okay. So, again, depending on what happens at the top of the list. Yep. Um, with no trades happening, I have Tampa Bay taking Will Levis here from Kentucky. It could happen. I mean. He could start doing the Aaron Rodgers slide I, down the board. I thing. think. I think that what you're going to see is, I think you're going to see some team at some point trade up for Richardson. Right. Oh, yes. May not be at three. If he I, doesn't go right away. I think the Colts are taking Richards or uh, taking Will Levis. Levis no matter what. Okay. So if he if Richardson gets by Indianapolis, mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's going to be some team in there yep. that's going to be willing to trade out. Yeah, and I, I, think, even, I even have that here. Tampa Bay might even trade up if yeah. this happens. Yeah. One, if one, okay. So if one of those two guys falls. Yeah, I don't. I don't think. I don't think Tampa's going to sit at nineteen and go. Oh, maybe he'll fall to us. Yeah, I think if, if they want him, yeah. they're going to move up and take him. Kind of like the Packers did with Jordan Love. Exactly. <laughs> and we all know how worked out. How well that worked out. <laughs> all right. Do you have anything at at twenty? Uh, no. My next one is at twenty-one. Okay. I have twenty Seattle Seahawks taking Jordan Addison, wide receiver, USC. Okay. Uh, another team that I wouldn't put off a trade, as you'll find out on my mock draft, I have them trading this pick to Kansas City for number 31. Okay. Uh, like I said, down to, for, to take one of the quarterbacks. In this situation, though, I haven't taken Jordan Addison. He would be another perfect complement to DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. A smooth route runner with ex- outstanding ball skills, other than the little problems we mentioned in our rankings. In 21, you have... Here's my shocker. Okay. B. John Robinson. Oh. Can it go to the Chargers? Get out of here. Yep. Giddy up. Then they, they can get rid of Austin Eckler then. Well, they can let Austin Eckler be a third down back like he's supposed to be because he ain't <laughs> he ain't meant to be a full time guy. Oh man. But that would be yeah, that would be I mean, if the reality is they if they do that, that would be a surprise. But they could easily go Addison yeah. as their wide receiver because they need to replace um well one of their two broken running back or wide receivers. Yeah, so yeah, who are always broken. Yes. Twenty one, I have the Chargers taking Zay Flowers, wide receiver, Boston College. Okay. I just might end up being the steal at this position in the first round. He is starting to get huge shine from all the talking heads. Yep. And the Chargers do prefer bigger they prefer the bigger wide receivers, but Flowers would add that pr- pr- explosive element that is currently not present in the Chargers receiving room. Um, I moved down to 23. How about you? I'm at 23 as well. Minnesota Vikings. I have them taking Hendon Hooker. Oh. Tennessee. Now, remember my comment about Seattle moving down to 31 with, with Kansas City? Yep. I actually have that happening on my mock draft and in uh, Seattle taking Hendon Hooker at 31. Okay. But that, that'd be a great pick for them, they to move be honest. Back, they moved back into the first round, um, and they still keep the chance of having Hendon Hooker and being able to get that fifth-year option on him. Um, 
But in this scenario, however, with no trades, Minnesota gets a guy who is well-liked around the league. Mm -hmm. The Vikings have been reportedly doing their homework on this quarterback class and would likely uh, grade Hooker uh, if he's available or grab Hooker if he's available since uh, he would be able to sit for a year or two behind Cousins. He's going to have to anyway for sure this year because he had that torn ACL at the end of the season uh, before bringing in a new era for the Vikings with Hendon Hooker. You had Vikings taking... I have Vikings taking Zay Flowers. Okay. Because Minnesota enters an interesting inflection point between a complete rebuild, kind of in the same position as the Packers, Mm -hmm. and a situation where they try to stay competitive. Building around Justin Jefferson points towards offense being a selection for the Vikings with her wide receiver as the most likely position. Uh, If we expect wide receivers to slip some, which we do because of the offensive tackles and edge position as well as tight end, actually... Um, Minnesota could be looking for their pick of the second tier when they uh, select at 23, which Flowers would be in that second tier of guys. Yeah. Uh, I dropped 27 now. Anything before that? I got a 24. Okay. I have Dalton Kincaid. Um, he's uh, he's he's moved into a heavy favorite uh, in his matchup against Notre Dame tight end Michael Myers with to be the first tight end selected in the draft um, with a total – for the position being set at two and a half, it wouldn't be shocking to see a run on tight ends happen in the twenties. And I expect if I can find two and a half at tight end yeah. for the first round, I'm taking the over. <laughs> um, 27. Then I have Buffalo bills and here's where I have Quentin Johnson leaving the board wide receiver from TCU. You I'm going earlier. Holy I'm sure shit. he probably will be, but yeah, that would be a steal. Yeah. If Buffalo could get him at 27, I, I doubt that's going to happen. I'm just kind of going off of well, what what their their three wide receivers lining oh up. Oh my that would god! Be, yeah, Gabe Davis, Stefan Diggs, and yeah, Quentin Johnson. That'd be something with a guy that can just bomb that ball. Yeah, and he wouldn't he wouldn't run as much. Which which brings up the idea of the rich get richer. Yes, exactly. Uh, very good receivers are starting to slide in this first round, and the Bills may just get a guy that everyone thought would be one of the very first guys off the board. Yeah, supposed to be a top 10 guy. Uh, can you just imagine Josh Allen with him? And then that leaves you with? I, I'm, I, I have uh, Gibbs going to the Eagles Yes, at number 30. I have Zamir Gibbs going to the Eagles in my uh, mock draft. Oh, there you go. See? Yeah. He's, yeah. he's, he's their kind of back. He's, yeah. He's a, well, a tweener guy. Yeah. They got rid of Miles Sanders. Right? Exactly. So, so they have, um, oh, shoot, who's the backup? Um Drafted him two years ago. Uh, yeah, uh, Miles Sanders, Devin Singletary. No. No. The guy that they oh, drafted. Oh, Devin Singletary is Buffalo, isn't he? The guy that they drafted. I actually have him on my roster, and I can't think of his name for some reason. Eagles RB. <sighs> Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell. There you go. Central Florida. Yeah, so they'd have Gainwell and Gibbs. That'd be oh, a good man. one-two combo. Big boys. Yeah. That's it for our mock draft, fantasy relevant mock draft. Yep. We'll have more on this on our next podcast the day after. Yep. Or day after round one and round two. And two I'll, three. I'll have my mock draft up there. I'll have it done Monday or Tuesday. There you go. I have through fifteen right now. Yeah. But I'll have to wait and see if any there's any trades or anything that goes on. <laughs> Wait a little bit longer. Yeah, you know, yeah. I like to. Do- well, actually, you know, I might send it to you, yeah. and I'll update it if I have to, because that makes sense. 
And until then, everybody, it's time to go get a drink in the bar. That's right. It's once again time for the longest-running episodic segment of this podcast. It's a fantasy girl of the week. Your chance to take a look at a beautiful woman, all the while learning something about this person. And it is, again, a person that Wayne suggested. Sounds like three different people. <laughs> yeah, well, three different haircuts, right? Yeah, I mean, but <laughs> facially, completely different. That's yeah. Fantasy girl this week. Check her on website, cffpodcast.com. Matilda DeAngelis. Don't remember this one, huh? No. She was born September 11th, 1995 in Bologna, Emilia-Romagna, Italy. Holy shit, okay. She's an Italian actress and singer. Her credits include the films Italian Race, Rose Island, and the television miniseries, which I think is where you got her from, The Undoing. No? No. She started playing guitar and violin at the age of 13. In 2011, she began singing in the band Rumba de Bodas. <laughs> of course she did. The band also recorded an album that was released in 2015. In 2015, she was noticed by director Matteo Rover and was then cast as the lead in his film, The Italian Race. For her debut role, DeAngelis was nominated in 2017, David Oh, boy. David Donatello for Best Actress. She also wrote and sang the film Song 17, which received a nomination for Best Original Song at the same competition. She was also awarded with a Flaiano Prize and a Nostro de Argento for the Best Newcomer. Oh, well, there you go. In 2020... She was in the main cast of HBO's television miniseries, The Undoing, and starred in the Netflix original film, Rose Island, directed by Sydney Sibelia. For her role in Rose Island, she was awarded with the David Debundant Donatello for Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, I've not watched any of those shows, so I'm not sure hmm. what I saw her in. I'll have to find that out for you. I tried to go back and see if, if what I sent you to you. Usually I put in there what... I, yeah, you did. I found him from, hmm. yeah. I'll have to find that out. The Italian actress and singer stands five foot five inches tall. Okay. 114 pounds. Okay. Brown hair, blue eyes, wears a size eight shoe. Oh. Oh, you thought I was going to say dress. I you? did. I did. <laughs> Her measurements are. All right. We're going to start out with the, yeah, she doesn't look. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 24. 24 is exactly correct. Okay. Chest. Uh, I know I'm gonna get. <laughs> you get horned. I get I get every time. I get every time. I'm gonna go 30. Oh, 36. 35 is the correct answer. I was going to say 35. <laughs> I know. You're like, <laughs> I was going to say 35, and I'm like, no, I don't have a ch- I don't have a guts. <laughs> and in, hips. Um, she's Italian. I'm going to say 36. 30, 
35 is the correct answer, oh, but you were close enough. I was going to say 35 again. but 35, 24, 35. Matilda DeAngelis, everybody. Your fantasy girl of the week. How about that? There you go. Check her out on the website, cffpodcast.com, along with everything else that we have up there for you. It's getting to be that time. Draft is coming. Don't forget to get your mock drafts in for the contest. Get them into cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Simply have each pick in the correct order for each te- each team in the correct order and each team's pick in the correct order. What day is the NFL draft exactly? It's Thursday, April 27th. So it's two weeks from... Yeah, it's like a, well, a week and a half. Because today's the 15th. Yeah. So So it's 12 days. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, a little under a week, under two weeks. Okay. So there you go. So not next Thursday, a week a week after. Thursday. Yep. Okay. Okay. So we are, and if if you're out there and you're part of one of the leagues that's in town here. Oh, okay. We are going to be at Champs Americana for the draft. True too. First round, Thursday night. I will be there around 630, getting the table ready. Just send me an email, cffpodcast at hotmail.com. Let me know that you're going to be there so I can make sure we have enough chairs. Yeah. Yep. Or our own little room. There you go. We'll do what we got to do. But like I said, get your, your mock drafts into cffpodcast at hotmail.com. You have a possibility of 62 points. And don't forget your tiebreaker. How many SEC players will be drafted in the first round? I already have that locked. <laughs> um, I didn't mention this at the beginning, but you know you can use our, our fan line, the Mountain Dew Pitch Black fan line. If you want to sit there and go through 30 with one to player, yeah. Well, okay. I'm not going to accept. Oh. No, because I, oh, yeah, I want to be able to print it off and yeah, yeah. have it ready to go. So. Gotcha. This is just for questions, comments, concerns. Oh. Or yeah. text messages. We would We would more than welcome that. Yeah. I mean, you could probably text your draft in if you want. Yeah. 414-520-8249. I'll accept that. No voicemails, though. No. They will be deleted. <laughs> Delete. <laughs> Do not want to hear your voice that long. Ah, <laughs> uh, So that's it. Like I said, we'll be on again. Be day three of the NFL draft. We'll be on early. That'll we'll be cool. We'll have. Uh, recap the first couple days. Yeah. Bitch about what the Packers did. <laughs> See how they screwed it up. Yeah, and we should maybe do the the um, NFC North. Oh, our, since since it's kind of a wide open division this year. Our, our picks for how they're going to finish. We should just look and see who did well and who didn't. You know, did the Bears in Detroit do what they're supposed okay. to do, and did they rise up? Did Minnesota tread water? Did, right. You know, we'll, we'll recap the draft for the NFC North. Because it is the most exciting division in football. It's going to be one of the closest. Exactly. So, But until then, everybody, be good. See ya.